Welcome to Monday Mornings with Michelle, the new business podcast. Whether you're kicking off your day or kickstarting your business, Michelle is going to kick your ass into next week with the essential fours. Strategy, systems, support, and state of mind. Now, welcome to center stage, Michelle Nedelec. Hello, peeps, and welcome to the show, the Business Ownership Podcast. And depending on where you're watching this from, you may see the video, you may hear the audio, you may do both. That's awesome. If you get a chance, go ahead and give us a five-star rating. We like that. I'm kidding. Do whatever you like. Um, but let us know what you think of the show. And I today would like to introduce to you my fabulous friend, Jane Powers, who is, I'm going to guess, crazier than I am. <laughs> We we haven't measured it on a scale yet, but you can decide for yourself by the end of the show. So welcome, Jane. Hello. Yeah, I don't think they have a scale. <laughs> like they Pretty have sure a somebody does. Reference another study. They don't even know. <laughs> and I'm gonna yelp. I want you to yelp our ass on this. Well, and clearly I haven't taken the test. You haven't taken the test, so it's it's flawed already. So <laughs> until we've taken it, and they know there are the outliers are. It's <laughs> Totally useless test. Exactly. <laughs> awesome. So for those of you who don't know Jane, uh, you are missing out, man. But tell us a little bit about who you are, where you come from, all that kind of fun stuff. What got you to where you are doing what you do? All right. You know. Excellent. Well, as you know, I must, without a doubt, start everything with my, with my absolutely patented trademark stamp of approval intromercial because that is what I'm about. So I am Jane Powers. Entrepreneurs hire me to speak with confidence and sell with authority because most are boring, confusing, and inconsistent and are leaving a ton of money on the table. So I help them connect, capture, and close the audience. Bottom line, every time you open your mouth, you make money. That is my claim to fame, is to help people open their mouth and make money. Because you know, most people are opening their mouth, saying too much, and giving way too little value and not closing deals. So my goal is to articulate your message, what you do, how you do it. So every time you open your mouth, people are flinging credit cards at you. Nice. I love it. It reminds me of when I was little, I used to have a piggy bank where you'd, you'd move the, I think it was a cat or pig or something, you'd move its hand and money would come out of its mouth. You're going to have to go find one of those. That would be an awesome uh, Or a tree. I'll pick a tree in the backyard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we Pretty wait. sure we had to put money in the back of it. Though. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Awesome. So I, I know you are always up to something and um, most of the time it's no good, but you know, sometimes it's for good. <laughs> so what are you working on right now that's for the good of humanity? And you know, we were kidding before we started this airing this um, episode and she said, what are you going to be working on? I'm like, sanity. Like literally, I have been an entrepreneur for over 22 years. And here's what I'm going to tell you. I have created three multi-million dollar businesses, a seven-figure coaching business. And I still look and I wonder, what do I want to do when I grow up? I'm not kidding you. It's like every time that, let me teach you some about me. Do you have to know that? I mean, really? That sounds so depressing. I don't know what I want to be. <laughs> I, mean, I don't want to grow up, I mean, actually. None of us are growing up. I mean, quite <laughs> frankly, we're probably the most immature people you will find. But it's like sometimes I just get this desire. I'm like, I just want to launch something new. We, we're, we're, what we're really focusing on this year is our core communication, which is core sales, core relationship, core kids. That's Denise's because 
kids are like not my thing. I was going to say core kids or core kits. <laughs> I can see you doing core kits. <laughs> core kids? Really? You know, and, and truth be told, I used to work with kids, but it was always a juvenile delinquents. I think I could relate so much better. I mean, I believe I did work in the prison. So I do have some knowledge in, in the world of these miniature things, these humans called kids. But we are actually rolling that out. And that's how to speak the language of your, I would say, buyer, because that's my hotspot is all sales. How to speak the language of your buyer to honor and authentically close the deal so that you know, we have taken on far too many clients where we went, man, why did I do that? And, and sometimes it's because you can sell, but selling to everyone is not the answer. So our, what we're working on, always doing speaking coaching and, and sales training, we're going to roll out very, um, in a significant way, our core program. And then we've got some other things in the works, but I'm not kidding you. Sanity is my number one goal because you know, the road to a seven figure business and staying in it, sometimes you go almost too fast that you forget <laughs> that there are actually roses that we should be smelling. <laughs> so, Dude, I'm, I'm sure you missed the roses. I was worried about the stop signs that you ran past. <laughs> I, I believe those might merely be just a suggestion. And far exactly, kind of like speed posts. Yeah, they're just like, they're just like, like the, the miles per hour or kilometers, whatever you people up there call it. But it's just merely like snow and tundra. Don't you get mad when someone is actually going this speed limit? Like, I'm like, as long as they're not in my lane, I don't care. <laughs> yes, <true. laughs> do whatever they want in those other two lanes. <laughs> we laugh because part of part of our core communication, part of our core sales is about looking at each individual like the the part of the coding system i am i am poster child for being a catalyst you know i don't go the speed limit i get bored easily i want to look at a lot of things so this is our year of of staying the course on doing core speaker training and then we're going to roll out a couple of things that are going to be quite unexpected um, by most of the colleagues and individuals that i have interacted with in the industry so i'm guessing denise is going to be writing all of those <laughs> Somebody's got to. Calm, relaxed, <laughs> empathy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's awesome. That is awesome. So it, I had an interesting thought that when you said that's my languaging, and is it all is it all around sales and like writing good copy that appeals to your buyer and all that kind of thing, or are you looking at the kind of the human role as well of everything is a buying selling situation whether you're proposing to somebody to get married or you're deciding what you're gonna have for dinner is it like that it is exactly like that because i believe that it, the the messaging i almost said the core message pardon the pun the intended the core design <laughs> is how do we honor our truth and how do we honor someone else's truth and it can be in a relationship it can be do I want to go to a movie or go to dinner is a yes or a no or a yes and and when we are in a sales situation many times we default to our own code that's what we're calling them because we are the coding system is looking for individuals or likeness and we default to our core code for example it would be speaking my language of yesterday or the day before like I don't get it why aren't we just moving forward where the other codes don't speak that same language. They're not impatient. They don't want results yesterday. They want to get ready to get ready to 
contemplate getting ready. And if I'm selling in my core style, it's not going to relate to the buyer. Now, this isn't a manner by which you're like, oh, now I've got to mirror their behavior. Remember that? Where you'd go and you'd be like, if someone starts to do your same mannerisms, <laughs> you're connected. So yeah. I've been in sales over 30 years. And I remember early on, I remembered that. And I thought, okay, so they do this and I'd quickly do this. And they'd be like this and I would do this. And it's, <laughs> that is not the connection. The connection is literally hearing what the individual is saying to you and encoding who they are. So uh, what my work is to make sure that we are becoming authentic in our conversations to be able to honor someone who needs all the details. Mm -hmm. Like I would not need all the details. I'd get bored and it would turn me off. But there are some people they'll ask for more and more details and you must honor their buying process. Nice. I, I love the framing of it because, uh, well, as you know, I've, I've been in that world for a very long time and it tends to be very much the, the tactical, this is what you do and then you do this and then you're going to create rapport. And it's like, dude, if you don't give a shit about who I am or what I do, you're never going to be able to create rapport no matter how many tactics or silly little things you do because anybody that has any sense of empathy is going to be able to see right yeah. past that and just blow, blow it away. And then I've taught classes where people are going like, this seems so like sketchy. Like if I'm doing this, I'm manipulating the other person. And I'm like, okay, you're coming at it from totally the wrong direction. It's if you have enough kind of wherewithal to be listening to that other person and to attempt to understand where they're coming from, then the conversation is completely different because it's not about getting my needs met in that moment. It's about getting their needs met in that moment. And it changes not only the, the dynamics of the conversation, but it also, um, it changes the, the positioning of the entire relationship. Yeah. And, and, you know, I've been in sales forever and I could make people buyers, like literally that that's just, you just start to sell and they're like, Oh my God, this is great. And you're thinking, oh crap, like, I don't think I want to work with them. Or I remember my verified, now I used to be a counselor. I used to work in the prison drug and alcohol treatment centers and in the um, community as a, in sexual abuse prevention and interventions. And I remember I went into sales because I thought I want to make money. <laughs> that would be great. So I get in sales and I remember I met with, it was Wendy's International, Wendy's, the, the fast food restaurant. And I went in and met with them and the guy right off the bat, he's like, nope, we have another service. And I'm like, excellent. But let me just give you some ideas. I went through, I went through this whole thing and I just had a conversation and was, you know, really committed to this is what I have to offer. And he goes, you know what, on second thought, why don't we get five people? And I go, oh my God, I'm, I am so sorry. You said no. And I totally violated your no, because in my former work, it was no means no, no is a complete sentence. And I had overcome his objection without even knowing it. And I apologized. And he sort of left. He goes, young lady, I think that's your job. And I go, <laughs> okay, all right, I'm good. I'll take those five people. But it, it, it is exactly like it is a conversation that is honoring, like, what is the best fit for you? And it's not about closing the deal. I mean, now everybody knows why we consider you an honorary Canadian. <laughs> When she apologizes for getting the DM. I'm so sorry I did that. <laughs> that was because I played hockey so well. <laughs> oh, that too. <laughs> In Arizona. Exactly. <laughs> Hilarious. Not on the pond. Yeah, exactly. 
Cool. So are you, do you have any um, projects that you're actually like courses and um, events, things coming up that are? Yeah. You know what? I, obviously I do the speaker training as well. You know that. And we use the course system from a stage and virtual stages as well, which, you know, so many people right now are having, we're transitioning more online and virtual and it is the same process yet more exaggerated in your expression but otherwise you're still you're doing the same thing but you just have to be able to use your imagination so we're going to roll out our intromercial script for on and offline wow factors so basically what they're what i'm doing is we're going to start gifting individuals that are going to different events virtually because here's my my commitment is I don't want people wasting time doing anything. Like there's so much time wasting going on. I, I, went, I waste my fair share of time. But truly what we, I wanna do is people that are attending virtual events or live events, I want them to be able to have the same amount of impact. So what we're gonna do is start gifting the intromercial script to people so they can start to design their, it, basically an intromercial, people are like, what the heck is an intromercial? It is ditch your old fashioned elevator pitch. Like gone are the days of I help. And today is the time that you need to stand in your power and your authority and let people know why you're the expert, why they are in pain and why they need you. And that's what the intromercial does. So we're rolling that out in a big way that we wanna make sure people are getting the value by attending any event. Because too many people get addicted to events and learning instead of making money. Absolutely. And I absolutely love your intro because it used to drive me nuts when people would say things like, oh, I'm a domestic engineer. Go, oh, it's got to be, you know, kitschy and it's got to get their attention. It's like, no, that's just insane. And nobody knows what the hell it means. They've walked away with zero image of who you are, which gives them zero retention uh, long-term of being able to remember you when they need you. And they don't know why they need you because they don't know what that means. Yeah, they don't even know their pain. Yeah, exactly. So tie the two together for me. The core uh, conversation that you're having and talking to people about their their pains and their everything. I mean, it makes total sense to me, but somebody out there is going, oh, that's brilliant. I never heard that before. And it is brilliant. So, so here's, more. okay. So let me break it down in the time that we have. So an intromercial is how do I introduce myself in 17.5 seconds so that people, number one, understand I'm awesome. Number two, understand they are screwed. And number three, understand I am the one who can take care of them. So the intromercial basically speaks to all the codes because for example, let me just give you a really quick breakdown. The codes, it's core, catalyst, optimizer, relator, expert. Catalyst, everything yesterday or the day before. Optimizers, strategies, formulas, systems. They're their thinkers. They like to have calculated actions. Relators are our huggers, our love. They have a movement, they have a mission, and they want to, you know, be an advocate. Somebody just uses an advocate for all. The experts are what we call affectionately our know-it-alls. They're the ones who are the ones who are innovative. They love the tech world. They're the nerds. They're usually the ones that are that are inventing. They're innovative and they're creating stuff. So what I do is take that formula, the quote, the coding 
and weave it into the intromercial. Let me give you a quick breakdown of the intromercial, and, and I hope we can, you'll find me, you'll be able to grab that intromercial script. Basically, what it is, is taking the positioning, three components, position me, position them, position your offer. So you'll see that within the intromercial, position me, you heard me do it, entrepreneurs hire me. What that says is I have a viable business. When I say I help entrepreneurs, it sounds like I'm a volunteer. When I say entrepreneurs hire me. Now, what if you're new? What if you're brand new and you're like, ah, nobody's hired me. Somebody will, like literally somebody will hire you and then you're not lying. So our relators, they do not want to lie, nor do optimizers, they're very rule driven. Catalysts, we're like, yeah, yeah, somebody will, somebody will hire us. So entrepreneurs hire me. That is your position me, I'm awesome. The next step is to accomplish the greatest outcome. My holy grail, that's what I call it, is the ultimate outcome, speak with confidence, sell with authority. So entrepreneurs hire me to speak with confidence and sell with authority. What I have done is I position myself as the expert. That speaks to every code. I've done it fast, which a catalyst loves. I've done it with a definitive system with a result. That's what the relator and optimizer like. And the expert is still waiting. They're still waiting for the rest of your statement because you have to prove to them you are that good. And once I finish an intromercial, they're like, nobody can do that. They're credible. So then you go into because, it's a great word. When I say because, your mind goes, why? Like, because why? They have done studies that show the immediate reaction in your brain is why. So I say, because you're boring, confusing most. I never say you, I forgot. I never say you, because that's just rude. I'd be like, because you're all boring, confusing and inconsistent, you'd hate me. My relators would never talk to me again. So because most, basically talking about people out there, could be you, are boring, confusing and inconsistent and leaving money on the table. That's where you put your pain points. Then you go into so. When I say what, so, your brain says what? Then you go into so I help, and then you tell them all the wonderful things you do. That's positioning you as the solution, your offer. So when you mash those up, you bring them together, you are qualifying yourself as the authority, you're helping them understand their pain, you're speaking to each code depending upon the words you're using, and the catcher for everyone, but mostly your individuals that are your relators are hearing, I help. That's what they want. Then you have bottom line, bottom line. Every time you open your mouth, you make money. Those are your catalysts. Just give me the bottom line. I don't want all those dumb details because I didn't listen for 17 of those seconds. So that's what our greatest work is helping individuals to understand they must articulate their message clearly to address each individual ideal client and then close the deal. I love that. Absolutely. That's the it. fastest I've ever taught that in my lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Well, we happen to be recording it. So, you know, I'll give you a playback. <laughs> That's awesome. I, I, I love it. And um, to me, for the relators that think that they're lying when they haven't sold anything yet, but that's who they, that's who hires them. To me, it's a self, um, a self-filtering 
expression so that when I'm listening to you, if you say, you know, single moms of young kids, I'm going, that's not me, but thanks. And it's, it's not so much that you're lying to me about who your audience is so much as you're giving me a filter so that I know whether or not it's for me or is it for somebody I know? Is it for, you know, oh, I know a group of, you know, moms who get together and they'd be perfect for it. So it's, um, and the languaging in the English language is, those are the people who will hire me, that do hire me, that have hired me. It's, it's almost irrelevant. It's just, I'm just giving you the filter by which you can self-filter. Yeah, and a, and a lot of people, you know, it's, it's get rich in a niche. And a lot of people will go from working with everybody and anybody. And they'll, they'll hear some, a guru say, you know, well, you really need to narrow that down. And all of a sudden they go from here to, I work with women that are 53, five foot four, live in this county that do this. Your brain cannot handle that level of pinching off the resource. If, if you're working with everyone and anyone, I just ask people, just reduce down about 20%. Like if you're like, I work, I work with people, people with skin. Okay, well, maybe what you need to do is decide for this purpose, is it gainfully employed individuals? Is it men? Is it women? You know, you have to decide who do you want to work with rather than going so narrow, you don't even know where to go. And I have a different philosophy. Some people may poo-poo this, but, and can I say that on this poo-poo? No, it's way too sweet. (laughs) (laughs) So edgy. I've gone off the rails. Um, You you know what the hell was I going to say? Hang on a minute. It's coming to me. I got it. Some people will narrow the niche of individuals. I like to either narrow the niche of individuals or narrow your topic. If you are speaking, like for me, for instance, I can teach speaking and sales to just about any industry. It happens that business owners and entrepreneurs hire me, but I can go into any industry and teach sales. My topic is my niche. My people are not. So be mindful of going too narrow because you will lose your understanding of where the heck to go to find your ideal clients. Absolutely. And I find people have a real hard time trying to figure this out. But if you think about it, if you were going to buy a black Lincoln and you type in Google black Lincoln and all of a sudden a green Honda Civic shows up, you're going to be pissed. Like, this is not what I'm looking for. What the hell happened to Google? Somebody broke it. Like, you just want what you want. And when people are looking at narrowing down who their target audience is, it's not so much that I only work with these people so much as these people love working with me. When I finally figured that out, and it took me a long time because I'm like, I'll coach anybody. I finally went into a room full of business coaches and started to ask them, what do you do? Who do you work with? Who's your ideal client? And just trying to figure it out from, I don't, I obviously can't work with everybody on the planet. I don't want to work with everybody on the planet. And I'm most effective with certain kinds of people. And when I started to talk to other business coaches, I was like, oh yeah, I don't do that. No, I definitely don't do that. Oh no, I hate doing that. (laughs) I know who to refer people to now, and this is fantastic. And it helped me to to narrow down the conversation that I was having and, and who I was having it with. Because I mean, as much as I get along with you and you're awesome and I do get along with some women, it tends to be guys that tend to coach them. And I tend to be very like, let's get this shit done. So I kind of took my uh, target audience, if you will, to executives with ADD. 
and they were fantastic. They were all, <laughs> they were my favorite clients yeah. and everybody else is going, we will refer them to you. <laughs> so, right. you know, so it's, yep. It depends. It's funny because I started out as a spiritual life coach because I, I had been a top producer in real estate, a multi-million dollar producer. And you know what happened in 2008 and I went falling with the market and I, I think I only cried for like two years and then an email came across and said, be a spiritual life coach. And I'm like, okay. And I threw my tears. I wrote a check for $30,000 and went and got certified as a spiritual life coach. And I was out there. I was in corporate America doing spiritual life coaching. It was basically um, mindset. And I was working like crazy. And I was, I, my first 11 months, I made six figures. And everybody was like, you're not even speaking at spiritual centers. I'm like, oh, God, no, that's not my audience. And they were like, how are you doing this? And I'm like, well, I don't know. I, you know, I speak and I sell. And they said, well, you should write that up. And that could be your new business. Well, I'm like, no, I really want people to Zen. My issue was I wanted them to Zen at 832,000 miles an hour. And nobody was willing to do it. So, so no I way, changed. really? I know. So I changed my business, but I had the greatest program. I had Think and Grow Skinny. And I was working, partnering with a nutritionist. And I found, I'm like, I just didn't want to work with people that wanted to lose weight. I had the 50-pound loser. That's what she called herself. And I called her. We, she'd lose 50 pounds, gain 50 pounds. And she'd be like, well, I get up and eat gummies in the middle of the night. I'm like, well... I get it. Like we worked on mindset around it, but I just decided I'm too impatient. Like I'm about make a decision, make a decision right and do it. And then I divorcees. I was doing mindset coaching with divorcees and it just didn't fit for me. I'm like, oh, like once you're done, be done. Like, because my personality didn't fit the process they wanted to go through. So nonetheless, I did the whole, I still do mindset, but I moved into speaking and selling. And it's funny you say that I have, I have such a, diverse core of clientele. I have my catalysts, I've got my experts, I've got, and it's so interesting what it does in the dynamic of communicating with clients, it, you know, and I love doing the core from stage. I don't know if you've ever seen me do that. It's fun where you just start like describing someone. They're like, how do you know that? I'm like, well, you're dressed this way. And so it makes a huge difference on, on, for me, how I relate to people, but I do it in my everyday life. Kids, I love, like, we code kids all the time, like, hey, watch that one, that one right there. Catalyst, you're going to have some trouble. <laughs> <laughs> I absolutely love doing that because people are going, like, how did you know? And I, all of those things that you're trying to hide from the rest <laughs> of the planet are oozing out of your pores, and you can't help but notice it. And all we're doing is showing other people how to notice that. That's yes, exactly. <laughs> really all it is. And how to speak to that, how to address and honor that. Hmm. Like I said, it's not about manipulating a sale because you're like, oh, I'm going to speak their language. You're basically saying, here's what I understand to be true about you. As an optimizer, you love details. What I'm going to do at this time, I'm going to give you all the details. If you see an ROI, we're going to move to how I can support you. If you don't, we're going to be done and we're going to have some great information information and good connection and you'll be on your way. So it's, it's how to have an, an effective conversation without like, I can, I can tell you so many disgusting sales stories that just drive me crazy, but I will not. Oh, uh, why not? <laughs> I know. Like the ones you love these where you're a live event, stand up. If you are not buying my program right now, and then the whole room stands up and they start to shame everyone. And, and you're just sitting there. You're like, Oh, 
and you wonder why your conversions are so bad. Sales oh, is a conversation. That's all it is. It's a you go to some nasty courses. <laughs> <laughs> I will stay away from those ones. Wow. That's... I usually tell people, though, it's the, the high impatient ones go, the reason that you're learning this is that, so that you don't freak the hell out of people <laughs> when you're talking to them. Because if you're just going, their poor little relators are like, I don't know what to do with you. You're freaking me out. Like, do you love me? Like, do you care about my business? And do you care about me? And, and that is, and it's true. And, and I tell people, if you know your code, do, if you do not, if part of your innate relationship development, like skills, if you are not in nurturing, I have one client, she's like, yeah, I don't, I don't pretty much feel a thing. She's like, I'm all about the steps and the systems. She is not going to attract someone who needs, like, I, this is here. I love this. Not many people know this about me. Maybe some do. I don't know. I wish my life was a little more secretive, but I'm basically an open book. I, I would hire a coach and I would literally say to them, if you send me an email, are you willing, after we work together for a little bit, to put X's and O's on it? And they're like, I guess. And I'm like, no, no. It must be genuine, and you must have that in your system that you're like, oh, my God, hugs or X's and O's. Like, you screwed up here. You did great here, but you still screwed up XO. And if they said, it's just really not my style, they are not my coach. Yeah. I know. I'm a lovey-dovey person that is in action nonstop. But I still need systems and structures. I'm a bit of a divergent in my coding. So it's hell being me sometimes. Because think about it. The catalyst wants to move. The optimizer wants to slow down and look everything over. <laughs> so I've learned to move really fast while creating systems. Slowly. <laughs> <laughs> or somehow in there. Yes, I had a, an accountant for a client once. And they're like, I can't do this relating thing. And it was to the point where we're like, okay, observe the person that you're sitting next to. You know, and, you know person that's being observed, pretend you're happy, pretend you're sad, pretend you're whatever. And, and they'd have to guess what the emotion is that the other person had. And the accountant's like, I just, I don't get it. The other person was almost in tears and going, really? You can't tell that they're sad? <laughs> She's like, oh, like when they're not making any money. Like, yeah, people get sad when they're not making money. <laughs> that look that they have when you go through their books, and you just rip their business apart. Get that look, that would be sadness. So what you might want to do is gain a little empathy and just, and you can still relate it back to the numbers and go, Hey, these are awesome numbers. Congratulations. You've done great. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. Have a canned script. I have a client who within, cause I, I write talks for individuals during the VIP day and I wrote her a talk and I had to add this in because she doesn't smile a lot. She doesn't laugh a lot. She's a very like, I mean, she's just, she's worked with pro athletes. She's tough. We put in her talk I had to because people were like, I just, it's so, you know, and I said, you just have to describe to people, you see this face? This is my contemplative face. You see this face? And she'd go, there's a little crink in my lip. That's my happy face. Just so <laughs> you know. And then what people did was they sat back and went, okay, we know what to expect from her. She's not going to be laughing and goofing around. She's going to give us information. And every once in a while, we'll see a little corner of her mouth go up. She likes us. 
And, she and everybody does, else is going, victory, we did it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're like, she did it. But, and she does very well because she confesses who she is. And that's my goal is to have people tell the truth, tell the truth quickly. And, and I tell people, I'm like, listen, I move fast. I'll give you the details, but here's the truth of the matter. Not a lot of grass is going to grow and under my feet, nor is it going to grow under yours when we work together. So when we go through this call, you're going to find I'm going to move fast, but I'm going to honor what you need. And I confess all of the truth. And people are like, I tell you, I get done with every sales conversation. People will pay me anywhere from five to $35,000. And they're thanking me for closing them. They're like, I've never felt so respected in any conversation. Here is my money. And it's because true. You're awesome. Well, if I don't like somebody though, I'm not, I'm not saying what, what's the best credit card for you? <laughs> I had one gal. She's like, I want to hire you. And I said, I don't want to work with you. She's like, no, I want to hire you. And I said, I don't, it's just not, not a fit for me. She literally said, I will pay you double. Do you know how much money that was for one year? I was not willing to do that. I said, I'm, I'm so sorry. I cannot. And Fair enough. I didn't refer. We've her all to had clients like that. <laughs> <laughs> and, and if all you do is take this course and get out of it, how to avoid the clients that you don't want, yeah. it is money well spent. But yeah. seriously, you want to attract the clients that you know and love and, and why not be proficient at that as quickly as possible, yep. especially if you're new in business. And if you're a little long in the tooth in business, there is no time like the present to be able to get the clients that you want. Yeah. Like life is just not long enough to, to deal with clients that you don't jive with. Yeah. I always say, I always say there's drainers and there's gainers. You got to You got to pick which ones you choose and, and stick with it. Absolutely. Well, I know everybody's going to be super stoked about finding out more about themselves and who they are and how they come to the table, how to be able to relate to other people, especially the prospects, get to those people right away, be able to have their, their infomercial and be able to kind of straight to the heart. I am telling you, if you, if I knew you back in the day when I started, those would have been like the three things I need to know. I need to know who I am, how I show up, who I want to show up at the table with me, and how do I say something that can articulate that conversation. Oh my God, that would have saved me <laughs> so, so many dollars. So, and so many. I tell, people, I tell people the basic needs of what you do, you have to bring in leads and, and people are like, okay, well, I've got to have a funnel. Great. I did not have a funnel. I don't even know if I have one. I lied. I do. But I'm telling you, I've been doing this about 12 years. I did not have a website, a business card. I had a talk and I knew how to sell. That was all. I have, I finally got, you know, more business, you know, um, what do you call those? Um, I don't know what they're called. That's how much I don't care about all those things in my business. All I knew was if I could articulate what I did in a way that people said, I need you. And, and what I think most people do is they spend so much time behind the scenes, the back end of their business. And what they really need is to be out in front of more people virtually or live telling people what they do, why they're the hero and why they are the credible source to solve their biggest problem. And then you got to be able to serve them. And, and I, I stand by that philosophy. I stopped, I decided people were like, oh, you should get branded, you should get a website. And I'm like, no, my claim to fame is I don't need any of that in order to have a multi six figure business. Now, truth be told, I needed it for a seven figure. Yes. For, Just a lot to of be able to cars. scale, you absolutely need it. I'm thinking I was um, yeah, mid six figures, whatever, and I didn't have any of it. 
I had, I, I was on referrals. People would go, oh, there's this Canadian you got to go talk to and she'll help you. And I go, oh, that's interesting. Why'd they send you? And then they talk and <laughs> I didn't do a whole lot of anything. I had no, I may have had a website. Nobody ever went to it. I might've had something, but nobody ever did it. I never sent people to it if they didn't come from it. Um, it was all the conversation, 100% the conversation. Yeah. yeah, it's not until you want to scale to seven figures that, but when you want to scale to seven figures, you absolutely need to have system support. Yeah. Got to get your state of mind in place because it's a totally different state of mind. Oh, it's a different thing. <laughs> You're an entrepreneur than it is to be a business owner, but you'll learn all about that at a later time. So um, one final question for you. At what point in your life did you know that you were too crazy that you had to become an entrepreneur? <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. I think it was probably the 10th time that I got fired. <laughs> I, I swear to you, it was a Friday at 4.45, they called me into a meeting in the uh, company's um, CEO was in there and they had five other team members, five other team members at uh, 4.45, I went in for a meeting and I knew the handwriting was on the wall. I, I have authority figure issues and I also like things to run appropriately. So when it looks like it's a hot mess, I want to get in there and clean it up and I guess, I don't know. Management doesn't always like that when you're not the owner of the joint. So I went in for my meeting. I was smart. I'm a catalyst. I'll get the jump on you. I printed out five resignation letters. <laughs> I'm like, and they all look so scared. And I said, let me just help you all. This will help you all. And I handed them all in. And they're like, oh. and I said, but the catch is you'll pay me six months. And I was making a pretty good, pretty good number. And they said, we'll pay you anything. Go away. <laughs> so... That was my, that I couldn't get fired again, you know, every once in a while. And most, many of you will probably experience this every once in a while. I think I should just get a job. Like, why don't I just get a job? I can get any job on the planet. I just can't keep them. So that being said, I am destined. I'm unemployable 22 years as an entrepreneur. I, I have got, I got nothing else. Nice. Uh, people, people in the industry, you're stuck with me and I'm stuck with you. And that's going to be a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So everybody listening to this, you know that Jane is our kind of crazy and we love that. And if you're a special kind of crazy and you still have a job, well, feel free to <laughs> call in and find out how to get rid of that silly little <laughs> monkey on your back. And you can make lots and lots of money. Go and talk to Jane, figure out how to do it fast and like I said, you know those three things and you will be off to the races. So I do have some links and stuff. I'm going to get you to give them to me audioly, if that's a word. And uh, we'll also put them in all of the posts, but I don't know where the podcasts are going to be shared to and what's going to be happening where. So if you can give it in. So you want me to give you it verbally now? Verbally. Or audioly. Audioly. Well, <laughs> we have gone through um, this link. I'm, I, I'm embarrassed to give out bit.ly links many times. And I'm embarrassed to give out really lengthy links, but we have gone through a complete transformation and I have created the link and it isn't Kartra. So please, I forgive me for this. The next 26 letters, get them right. <laughs> exactly. And I don't even know which way that dumb like slant goes of that hash, like the little thingy. Backslashes? Websites backslashes. are always backslashes. All right. River so files are always is. forward slashes. <laughs> here's what it is, people. Jane M. Powers dot Kartra dot com. 
slash page slash Liz 50. I don't know who Liz is, but Liz will be on there. We're going to give you those. So it's janeempowers.cartra.com slash page slash Liz 50. And again, I apologize. We went through a complete transformation in our business. I truly am turning over. We are, let's just say I'm, we're in the middle of a complete transformation of how we're doing things, who we're doing them with and how we're doing them. So I am right now embarrassed to say <laughs> we have a very nice business and I'm our Kartra expert. So <laughs> run for your lives. <laughs> And if you need help with that, well, I happen to know a digital marketing agency that might be able to help you out with that. Check probably exactly. <laughs> and and truth we'll be told, yeah, we just we actually just had um, just an incredible, just a different last few months that we have we've been forced to um, just change how we're doing things. And and what I say for individuals who are out there doing your business, please do not get stuck in a habit. Do not get yourself on a line that you think I can't. I can't jump out of this line because guess what? Every day you're going to be jumping line after line. You're going to be doing numbers of different things. So please don't get in a habit or a routine because that will mean that your business has now begun to fail. Nice. Absolutely. It's going through what we like to call the reckoning. (laughs) (laughs) Either you learn to do double dutch hopscotch or, or the universe will Send you on your way. And or figure it out at the same time. And you got to be able to do that and chew gum all at the same time. Exactly. Awesome. Well, thank you, Jane. It's been fantastic. Love, love, love you. And I uh, can't wait to see you again in reality and virtually works as well. Sounds good. All right. Thanks for having me. I so appreciate it. Love you much. Thank you for listening to our show. I am all about being a resource center for entrepreneurs to give them the information and the support they need to make it in business. As such, I have Taking Your Business Digital Q&A every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Mountain. To register for that, go to awarenessstrategies.com slash digital. That's D-I-G-I-T-A-L. I look forward to meeting you and actually finding out how you are. So see you on the flip side.